We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to IB Nation Sports Talk. The gang's all here. I'm Sean Styers. Next to me is Jesse Styers. Below us is Vince D'Addario. And uh, Vince is kind of stopping in for a little cameo today since we had break news. And, you know, this is like, this is one of those days where, you know, hey, had a whole show planned. (laughs) And then like an hour before the show starts, Jesse turns off his light and we can't see his face anymore. So, uh, you know, we get breaking news and and uh, so there's there's some other things to talk about today. Gabe Always. Rubio and Andrew Kristoffic both kind of came um, a little bit out of the blue this afternoon. Notre Dame just put out its spring roster <clears throat> up on the <throat> website, and that's kind of where you know I think some of this originated. It's like, oh, why isn't this guy on the roster? Why isn't this guy on the roster? And one other guy besides Rubio and Kristoffic that I'll just mention up front, and I'm sure someone will like log into the show in the middle of the show and ask about it potentially, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and just kind of get it out there right now. Bo Collins is not with Notre Dame this spring. He is finishing his undergrad at Clemson. So he'll get his degree at Clemson this spring, and then he'll be at Notre Dame this summer. So that's like, if you, if you go like, it just had me thinking about the roster. So like, if you go on the, you know, the Notre Dame website right now, and we're to look at the roster. Bo Collins is not there right now because of that, but he will be there. Uh, will be here this summer with the team. So well, that's, I'm that's looking at the roster right now, and uh-huh. I will say that it's uh, extremely frustrating that they don't have numbers on the roster. <laughs> there are some guys with no numbers. There, I mean, yeah. none of the new guys, like it, freshmen right. or transfers or you know whatever. None of them have numbers. It's like. Really, that's all I care about. That's all I care about is what number they're going to be, and I can't even get that out of you. Come on. Come on. <laughs> DK, crazy, though. Keon Keeley's on the roster. Don't start any rumors, DK. Don't DK, come on, man. Shouldn't come on even, now. Shouldn't have even put that out there. Um, so the, the the biggest news right now, let's, let's get to the Andrew. Let, let's do Andrew Kristoffic first because it's a little – Shorter and sweeter. Sloppy Joe says, yeah. so Christophic's retiring. That is essentially what Andrew yeah. Christophic <clears throat> is doing. The guy has been here 
for it ended up being five years. Each of the last three years, he played 13 games. His first two years, 2019 and 2020, he played four games each, you know, preserving red shirts and all that kind of stuff. Um, started seven games in 2021, started one game the next year in 2022. And then this past season, he was basically a member of the extra point and field goal offensive line. And so he still had the COVID year, could have come back for one more year had he wanted to. But, uh, and I believe Blue and Gold was the first to to report this, and, and we have confirmed it in <clears throat> Irish breakdown that, that Andrew Christoffic essentially is retiring from football, kind of like what Braden, you know, Braden Lindsay did last, you know, like Braden could have come back for, you know, this past season had he wanted to, but he decided, Hey, I've got my Notre Dame degree. I'm going to go start my out of football career, not playing football anymore. And that's essentially what, um, what Andrew Christophic is doing as well. Could have gone someplace else, could have stayed here and tried to battle for a position. He just kind of got, you know, as a, as a veteran who had been around a while, he went into last spring, probably at the top of the depth chart in terms of the right guard, got passed up there. And just unfortunately for him, you know, couldn't climb any higher on the depth chart. And he's decided to to move on from football. So just kind of your guys' reaction to that. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Um, you know, when you look at the, the way this roster is made up right now, you know, especially on the offensive line. I mean, the strength is in the interior. I mean, all these young guys, uh, the depth at the interior. You know, we've, we've been talking about, you know, what's going to happen at tackle. The only question mark about what's going to happen in the interior is which one of these young guys is going to take off and bypass other young guys to start in the interior. Right. And, and Andrew Kristoffic is just kind of getting left behind, to be honest with you. And it's nothing against Andrew Kristoffic. It's just he's been he's been recruited over. And these, it's now these guys' turn, and and that's how college football works. Eventually, you've got to just be like, "Hey, Andrew, thank you for everything you've done. You know, we don't have a spot for you next year. If you want to transfer, we'll help you. If not, you know, thank you for everything." And that's the situation that Andrew was in, and that's the situation that Notre Dame was in. We know that they've got to get rid of some guys to get down to eighty-five. It's not overly surprising that Andrew Kristofic is one of those guys. Uh, and now he's going to be able to take that Notre Dame degree. And I believe it's, he's going into the financial world uh, and probably make more than all three of us. But- <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Good for him. That's right. According to his LinkedIn page, he's going to start a career in financial planning services. Yeah. Okay. So. There you go. I mean, he, he gave everything he had. Maybe I'll call okay. him up and, you know, hey. like start a Roth or something. I don't know. <laughs> there you <laughs> he'll go. Be, he'll be my advisor. Hey, you could probably do a lot worse, I would imagine. I bet you're right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, so there's not a whole bunch more to add to what Vince was talking about. I think the, the surprising part is the potential of you know, retiring instead of transferring out. Um, and like Vince said, usually when these situations happen, uh, you're feeling the pressure of younger or more talented players on the depth chart kind of pushing up behind you. And you can read, you know, you can read the the signs in the room of where you're going to fit in next season. And unfortunately for Andrew, that there, there really wasn't a spot for him. So I guess the only surprising part to me uh, was that he didn't want to pursue that last year. And so that sure. th- that was probably, you know, feedback that he got that, you know, this was probably the the ceiling of where he would get. And instead of potentially putting himself at, in harm's way or, you know, competing another year, he decided to hang it up and go to the real world. Well, and I mean, there, I'm sure that there are a lot of places he could have gone and probably well, yeah. been right well, in there, for, you know, for a starting spot at other Power 5 schools. But 100%. I mean, He'd been here for five years. He's played a lot yeah. of football. He got his Notre Dame degree. Like I would assume he's already started on, you know, like a, a, a graduate degree if he doesn't already have a graduate degree right. since he's been here for five years and they put you on track to graduate in three years, you know, but you know, again, he's been here for five years. So no matter if it was at Notre Dame or anywhere else, it would have been a sixth year. And right. you know, I think maybe just some guys decide, Hey, I'm, you know, again, it's not that different from Braden Lindsay a year ago, you know, like he could have, but he just said, you know, I'm done. I'm moving on and, and starting the professional, you know, and that's, that's part of why you come to Notre Dame, right? Sure. Because you get smart guys who get degrees and, and, and go on to hopefully profitable, prosperous careers in something Jesse, besides football. Jesse, let me ask you a question. Did you leave any eligibility on the table when you were done with athletics in, in college? <laughs> yeah, I actually left my last year of football out there because I just realized kind of what he was talking about. You know, I, right. I, there was time where I just kind of everything kind of, you know, passed my time passed me and I switched over and just focused on baseball that season. Um, but I just I, I came to the grips of, you know, my chances in the NFL were none. And so there was no real <laughs> there was. And if I wasn't going to be playing a whole bunch in the end, what was you know, what was the real point at the sure. end of the day? I would just well, that, kind of be the, out there to be another body, essentially. So, yep, and that's the point that I wanted to make, and you perfectly summed it up. It's like sometimes you just know, even though you've got some eligibility left on the table, you could have gone someplace else and played if you wanted to. You could have transferred and played someplace. I, I, I firmly believe that. And Andrew could have done the same thing. He was ready to move on with the rest of his life, and that's awesome. I mean, good for him. So sometimes, 
sometimes you just know and some it's just time you know it's just time right right so as for rubio <laughs> oh salty salty digging in throwing salt in the wound Man. as a matter of fact he says that uh, jesse could have played for the cowboys <laughs> Oh, salty, salty, salty. Gabe Rubio is another story, though. And now he is not completely gone. He is, he has just kind of stepped away for the spring. Uh, Ivy has confirmed this, according to a source. He's he's back home in St. Louis, um, dealing with quote unquote personal matters. So some personal stuff. Rubio back home. You know, this was a guy who unfortunately he had, you know, he injured his knee in the Navy game. He missed the next three games. Uh, he he missed the Louisville game later as well. He ended up playing nine total games for the Irish. But this is a guy with size, with strength, you know, like man-type stuff in there. When he was able to get on the field, he was, he was pretty good. You know, six foot five, 306 pounds in that interior defensive line. Would have been the, you know, at least gone into the spring as the number two behind Howard Cross back there. And as long as he was healthy, long as he was healthy, no reason to, you know, to believe that he wouldn't have been. This is a guy who is strong against the run, making plays in the middle of the defensive line as well. Um, so, you know, again, like this, this is, this is one, I guess, at least to watch the fact that he has stepped away from the spring. But as he does step away for the spring, that does mean opportunities for some other guys like Jason Onye, who had a good spring himself, like you know last year, Donovan Heinish, another interior guy, and then some younger guys as well, like Devin Houston and Armel Mukum, who are uh, both sophomore, you know, rising sophomores coming out of their freshman year, and Sean Seviano, who is uh, listed at uh, man size three hundred and thirty pounds. Um, you know, an opportunity for him potentially as well. But your reaction, guys, uh, start with Jesse this time to Gabe Rubio stepping away this spring. Yeah, I think that it is a big blow if he's not able to come back because you start looking at depth amongst the defensive line. And I think one of the better things that Notre Dame has been successful at recently is having a lot of depth amongst the defensive line, rotating them out almost like hockey-style you know, kind of line changes. And even though Rubio wasn't the starter, he still gave a good blow to someone like Howard Cross. Um, I would say that this would be even more detrimental if Howard Cross would have decided to go to the NFL. And then you compiled that with Rubio, you know, now being out, you'd be looking at Anya and and Heinish to really step up in a big role next season. So, you know, the fact that Howard Cross came back, I think is even more um, huge at this point, but Again, with Rubio, the main thing that you're missing, you're going to be missing is another quality big body in the middle that can take up the double team. He can eat the double team, um, essentially clog that run lane and allow the linebackers behind him to, f- to flow more freely. And, you know, as a as an ex linebacker, that's the that was my favorite days of when I had, you know, good defensive linemen in front of me because it just meant I could make my reads and flow the ball, you know, more untouched, essentially. So. That's what I think you're going to see the most is, you know, the ability to to take up space and take up two defenders uh, at one time. Um, and, and I think another thing that's, you know, not given enough credit is he was solid up the middle in terms of, you know, pass game as well, ensuring that that pocket didn't break down, um, creating pressure up the middle that might force, you know, the quarterback outside of the pocket a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that Jesse said. I think that, uh, you know, it's going to give an opportunity, especially in the spring, for some other guys to step up. I mean, you name you name the guys. Uh, you know, the biggest issue is Notre Dame lists three defensive linemen on their roster that are over 300 pounds, and one is right. now gone. Uh, you know, you've got the aforementioned Sean Savellano, and you've got Riley Mills. Like, those <coughs> are the guys that are left uh, that are over 300 pounds. I'm not saying that those other guys aren't good, because they are. They're really good players. But and, and they're and they're good within the system that Al Golden wants to play with. But it's also nice to have some of those artery cloggers in there, too, uh, you know, that are just going to shut down some lanes and force a double team and things like that. So you can force a double team in other ways. But losing 33 percent of your 300 pound defensive lineman one fell swoop like that. That's 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 a loss. And so they're going to have to figure out a way to, uh, you know, pick up those snaps. And it's it's a great opportunity. I'm glad this is now in January, as opposed to the end of July. Yeah, um, you know, because at least now they've got an opportunity to fill that hole, and they've got practices to fill the, that that gap and that void. And if let's say he doesn't end up coming back, Sean, now you've got an opportunity to hit the portal too. If you feel like that's a missing piece to your room, you've got time now. You've right. got time to make that decision. And you're absolutely right about better in the spring than better at the end of July, because what this does now is gives Al Washington and Al Golden more of an opportunity to give more looks to some of these other guys to see, you know, that's, again, this is where Jason Anye emerged last year was yeah. in the spring. And now Anye you know, didn't probably have the season maybe that we would have thought he was going to have based on what we saw from him in the spring, but he still made some solid contributions, you know, more, I think he made more impact as a special teams guy, you know, than, than he did as a true defensive lineman. But you know, this, this is, this is more opportunity now for him, whether he's playing just behind Riley Mills or is he playing over there behind Howard Cross a little bit. I imagine he's going to get opportunities at both, but still the thing that you don't get, even with a guy like Anya or any of these other guys, with the exception of a true freshman in the spring, Sevillano, is the size. And that's right. what Notre Dame lacks on its defensive. You know, even with Howard Cross, he's only listed at two, he's not even 280 pounds. That's what they truly lack on the interior, especially at the nose is a guy like Rubio, who is not just big, but who is also like man-sized strong, you know, right. who can handle some of that stuff. So for the spring, you're okay. But, you know, if it does turn out to be something bigger, that's a completely different conversation that we're having yep. going into training camp. Yep. Yep. Absolutely correct. It's it's a body's, it's, it's, a, it's a body count issue right now, right? I mean, it's, I, I think Notre Dame has a ton of talent. Uh, and now they've got all spring to kind of figure some things out. They got all off season, you know, to, get things in line. And I see there's people in the chat talking about, you know, how long do they hang on to his scholarship and all that? Look. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Let me, let me put a couple of those. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so, yeah. So Joe is asking, he says not to be a negative Nancy. How long do they hold his scholarship? I mean, look, no, Notre Dame doesn't have to be under 85 until the first day of fall practice. Okay? Right. So They're at no 89 more. as of right now. And okay. this, this includes, this includes, you know, Rubio and Collins, who we've Be, talked about, okay. both of them. They are part of the 89. With Kristoffic oh, okay. leaving, that puts the Kristoffic was number 90. Okay. With Kristoffic leaving, they're at 89 toward the scholarship. So you're only four over. Yeah, and right they're now. 
fine shape because I can name four guys right now that could very well leave tomorrow. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> they're fine as far as that's concerned. Um, they, they'll leave it open until the portal. That's what's going to happen. They're going to need an answer one way or the other, and they may have it already. We just don't know. But right. they're going to need an answer by the time the spring portal opens so that they can either, you know, go get somebody to fill his spot or not jettison somebody from the current roster that they were planning on jettisoning, uh, you know, and keep them around. I mean, that, that that's the ba- that's that's where we're at. Right. So right. I would think portal time is is how long it would take. Yeah. And TD4ND asked if there's a possibility to get a guy in the portal to replace Rubio. Absolutely. But, you know, again, you have to wait until the end of the spring. When, you know, whenever, you know, because everybody across the country is sorting out, you know, what their opportunities and depth charts and stuff like that are going to look like. So, excuse me, that's kind of, yeah, there's, there, there will definitely be an opportunity there. Just a matter of, you know, who's in the portal, obviously, who's available, how much right. you think they can help you, all those different things come into play. Notre Dame never has a problem getting down to 85 in all the time I've been covering the team since 04 when I started with you it's never been an issue it's always been fun to talk about but it's never been an issue getting down to 85 ever so Andy Saylor asks if this is part of working to get to the the scholarship numbers down I mean I think the Christophic yeah it probably you know there was probably some conversations about and we've talked about this kind of thing before. What what exactly is your opportunity going to look like? How realistic right. is the opportunity? And again, you know, like Pat Coogan was the starter at left guard all year. Christophic had an opportunity, remember, in the Clemson game. He only played, what, one or two snaps before he injured himself, unfortunately. Yeah. And then Ashton Craig, he kind of got Wally Pip there. You know, Ashton Craig took it over, and, and Craig looks – pretty firm in, yeah. in terms of the center right now. And then on the other side, you know, Rocco was obviously the starting guard all year. He passed up Christophic in camp. And then Billy Shrouth played pretty well when he came in at the end of the season for yeah. Rocco Spindler. So really, you know, like you're too deep already at the two guard positions with young guys who have a lot, you know, a ton of upside and a couple of them who have already proven themselves to some degree, you know, so again, it's like when you start having those conversations about what's realistic here, I'm sure that, that, that played into it for Christophic and his hundred percent. And, and does he, did he really want to delay his quote unquote life for a year to sit on the bench? I mean, to that, that's to, to maybe yeah. go to Pittsburgh or, you know, wherever right. it happened to be. And, and yeah. yeah did, did you want to go start someplace <laughs> that is not going to help you academically? You know, uh, you know, I, I assume, just like you said, I assume he's got his undergrad and his master's. OK, so wherever he transferred to, is that master's or is that coursework going to help him moving forward? Probably not in comparison to being in Notre Dame. So if you're not going to stay at Notre Dame, if they're not going to have an, a, a scholarship available for you, which I would imagine was part of the conversation. If they're not going to have that, then what? You know, hey, man. Go get your life started in your financial world. You know what I mean? Make your money. And I, I'm sure he had a job all lined up, ready to roll, just like Braden Lindsay did last year. Ryan wants to know, who could win in a fight? Three Sean Sevillano-sized bears or five 
bear-sized <laughs> John Sevillanos. Wow. That's hilarious. That's a tough question. That's that is. It's almost a riddle. <laughs> it is. I, I think you got to go with the uh, the three Sean-sized bears because yeah. they've got like the claws and the teeth as well. Bears are rough, man. Bears are yeah. pretty rough. You don't want to mess with them. No. I've always wondered, you know, like you, when you see like uh, like the really little bear cubs and, you know, like you'll see like a video where they're attached, you know, like to a person, you know, like they're playing and stuff like that. Like if that person stayed in the bear's life, you know, for when the when the bear becomes full size, you know, like 15 feet tall and, you know, 500 pounds or whatever they are, like would the bear still want to cuddle? with the human you know like would it would he turn on the human at some point in the movies they say no but (laughs) i don't know that i'd want to be that guy to test that theory right i think the biggest thing you'd run into is the bear would be getting bigger but still think it can do cub things and so right it would try to come sit on you or (laughs) play with you and then swing at you with the full-sized you know bear paw compared to a cub paw and that's when i think you're really in trouble is when the bear yeah. doesn't realize how much bigger it's gotten and it's exactly. true force. I'm with you, Jesse. I, I'm not willing to take that bet. <laughs> Haven't we seen this enough in like the Planet of the Apes movies? They always take <laughs> over. Damn you. By the way, not a fan of the the new, like the remade, the modern version, Planet of the Apes, like the, the obvious CGI apes and all that. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Much prefer the late 60s, early yeah. 70s. You know, originals, you know, with the costumes where it was those were even inside. a little bit more creepy than the new aged ones. Like yeah. the whole, they they were almost too human. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, yeah, I agree with you. DK's coming at you. Says he watched Bears lose. He watches Bears every week <laughs> and they usually lose. It's Man. funny. Um, I have I always find the the conversation funny when the playoffs get over. You know, you have all your friends that come out and Want to and want to bag on the Cowboys just like everyone else, but you know all I gotta say is, and this isn't this isn't because of this isn't it was my friend that was a Bears fan. I said, listen, you are you're hoping or you're cheering for that fifth straight first round or first overall pick. <laughs> I'm cheering for the playoffs, baby, and in the playoffs, we're we're hey, different. We're different. It wasn't Notre Dame's. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the Bears pick. They got that from the Panthers. <laughs> Come on, man. That's called healing. It's true. Still. It's true. They don't we won't talk about their other top ten pick? Okay, <laughs> the one that they earned. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm assuming you're at school. Josh wants to know if if Penn had school today. He says well, Mishawaka didn't. I am. I am at school. Obviously, currently, I'm in my office. But uh, we had an e-learning day, uh, so we were at home. But sporting events still had to take place, and I was on the clock for. Really, basketball. So, sporting events, even though there's no school today. Yeah, because there was no school because of the way the ice was. But now it's warmed up enough where the ice on the roads is not an issue. Yeah, I was out a little. Yeah, like and actually throughout most of the day. The the yeah. So I mean, they called it this morning at like five o'clock in the morning, uh, and it was it wasn't good from what I understand this morning with the ice and the rain and all that. So, um, it hey man. It doesn't count as a day. We had e-learning. So that the one good thing that came from COVID, snow days aren't snow days where they just tack them on the end anymore. It's e-learning. So it was like a school day. Just nobody got suspended. Keep on so going. So it's like working from home, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah. 
Nope. I watched a lot of CSI and uh, <laughs> yeah, I like the students actually have more work to do today than you do. Oh, hundred percent. The hundred percent. I'll explain it to you two later. Um, but I have a job that's the best of all worlds when it comes to e-learning days. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know if Salty is being like a smart aleck with this one or not, <laughs> because we talked about Bo Collins earlier in the show. And I said that Bo Collins is at Clemson finishing his degree this spring, and then he'll join, he'll be at Notre Dame this summer. And Salty says, will Bo Collins come to South Bend before the summer? So I'm not sure. You know, like, if you want to get technical, I think when they show up in June, it's technically at the end of spring. You know, like, mm. the official start of summer. What is it's it, June like, June 20th? 20th? Yeah. yeah, like... They usually get here before the 20th. So if you want to be technical, he'll yeah. be here in June with everybody else, Salty. That's... There you go. Yeah. He said he's being one. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> had a feeling. I had a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. The shoe fits. Josh also mentions that Quantum Leap is returning tonight. Have you is been, it? have you is still it? been watching Quantum Leap? Uh, yeah, I have been. Have not watched at all this season. Has it been worth it? Um, yeah, I think so. They, they've, they've repaired a few annoying parts of the storyline that I wasn't a huge fan of, uh, Okay, but yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's going well. I've, I've enjoyed it. It's, it's not, it's never going to be the original. Yeah. It just never is. And he also has never leaped into Joe Montana. So. Well, and that's what I was going to ask. I, like I they teased wild. that like before last season, <laughs> they were teasing that he was going to leap into Joe Montana. Never happened. Still and, hasn't happened. See, that's, and it that's never really will. the reason I kept watching last year. I was waiting for right. that little little arc. It never will because they've already started showing episodes from getting picked up for season two. And mm. they can't, like with all the stuff, that because it's, it's not like the old Quantum Leap where you can just kind of put any kind of uh, episode anywhere, really, and it probably would track and be okay. They do so much stuff back at like home base. Right you can't follow the time you can't just put an episode anywhere a lot of things going on besides just the time traveler correct so you can't just plop an episode in that was meant for another season it wouldn't work so yeah it's never gonna happen i'll be honest and i think we talked about this vince i kind of like the stuff that was going on like back at the home base area more than yeah than i did a lot of the you know the main stories there's a lot of that he got lost for three years and it was like no time for him and yeah. yeah, there's a whole a whole thing. Jesse's just sitting here like, I have no idea what you guys are doing. Yeah, I'm just waiting for this. Because uh... <laughs> he's still young and he doesn't watch TV like we do. He still actually goes out and experiences life. That's right, baby. Well, Vince, I appreciate you stopping in tonight as no you uh, do your do your dean duties out there at Penn High School. You got a little freshman basketball. Jess and yes. I will take it from here. It looks like uh, I've got it on uh, my my security video right here, and they're literally getting ready to tip off. So <laughs> what great timing! Uh, TD four ND makes you know like you guys watch TV. I watch the IB YouTube's. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's hey, we'll take it. It's actually better than TV these days. So I think you might say think you're on the right track. Yeah, that's right, no doubt. <laughs> All right, boys, you have a good one. All right, thanks, Vince. <laughs>